It's just me again. And uh, today we got a uh, podcast. <clears throat> We're going to start off talking about something that I was listening to on the radio. <laughs> on the radio. Uh, I was listening to a podcast and I noticed a couple things. I wanted to comment on them. I don't want to pull up the podcast itself. I don't want to, uh, <laughs> quite frankly, um, put into work. Uh of trying to get it pulled up and then clip everything and, and, and it and it's not necessary. It's not necessary. I think the things that I'm gonna be commenting on today will be things that you you've heard. You you've heard. Um if not from your church leaders, you may have heard them from and when I say your church leaders, I mean church leaders more uh generically. So not not necessarily your pastor. But pastors who are well known, who who kind of have influence within Christianum. So I want to I want to comment on on some things, um, and, and hopefully bring you some encouragement. If I don't take up too much time with that, I'm going to jump into um, talking about uh, Matthew. I know last time I did a solo uh, podcast, I talked about Matthew, and <laughs> and I didn't mention what. Uh, I just mentioned a chapter and verse. I didn't mention the actual book, so I apologize for that. I've had a handful of people point that out to me, and uh, I, I hate to admit this to to everyone. I hate I hate for people to know this about me. Um, I, I you know I just it's embarrassing, but I'm not perfect. I, I just ain't. So uh, <laughs> uh, anybody who's listened to one episode of the podcast is like, oh oh. Yeah, shocking. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, while it's fresh on my mind, listen, you're not guilty of sin because of how you were born. That That's what I want to, to tell you. You are not guilty of sin because of how you were born. Now, you have a sin nature from the very beginning of existence. So don't, don't, don't get me wrong there. We, we are born sinners. That's who we're born as. But you are not guilty of sin just simply because of a race or eye color or, or whatever else. You're not, you're not held to, to um, the standards that are placed on us today by people who... who I don't want to judge motives because because you can get in trouble with that. Um, you know, some of the people I think are it, it benefits them directly to say these things, and I I don't want to put I'm going to give general motives that I'm sure are correct, right? But I don't want to just put well, this is what so and so's issue is, right? That's what I mean. But it benefits them somehow. Maybe maybe it makes them feel good. Maybe maybe. Um, they can see the benefit of of this uh, this type of mentality or this type of dogmatic uh, uh, religious fervor um, worldview can benefit them. Uh, some people are afraid of losing something, and if they're 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 afraid that if they don't jump on the bandwagon, they'll get left behind. They they've built something, they've done this, they've done that. And now, if if they don't go along with the current agenda, they'll get left behind. 
I think there's other reasons, but I, th- I think those are some of the big ones. And they'll tell you that you are lesser than because of your race. They'll tell you that that you're 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 you are guilty of sins, in which haven't been committed since the beginning, since before you were born. I'll put it that way: since before you're born, you're not guilty of those things scripturally. Scripturally, you're not guilty of those things. I don't want any of us to think that we are guilty of sin because of uh, race or or um, <laughs> because you're straight or because you're biblical. I, I, I don't want anyone to, to sit there and just think that they're guilty of something because they hold to a biblical standard. If anything... What we see is a false doctrine. And, and I think we need to start pointing it out as such. This woke doctrine that we see flooding kind of mainstream evangelical thought life should be referred to as heretical. And uh, I don't know how far to carry this. So th- don't don't take this as, as, as I'm, I'm being dogmatic about this particular part. But for sure there are some who need to be called heretics and need to be removed at least in the cultural mindset as Christians. They, they should not be known as Christians. We, we have a hard time culturally doing that with Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses, so it's going to be even harder to do this with the woke crowd. But if you say that someone is born owing somebody else because of what their ancestors have done, and you just say, Oh, okay, okay. I didn't want to, I didn't want to. This is universally true, but the examples that are being given today are this. There was a time when black people were made to feel lesser than white people in this country. I hope that's not still true today. I've not seen it with my own eyes. Um except for through the liberal lens of of the world. They're constantly telling black people that they're not as good as white people, that they can't start a business like a white person can, that they they can't get IDs like a white person can, that um you know, all this all this crazy stuff that 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 there again are are meant to hold people down. And I don't think I don't think it matters what race you are. Um they'll use whatever's convenient. But um, you, you kind of see that today. But in general culture, and what I mean by that is when you're at Walmart, I don't think anybody's trying to tell you that you are lesser than someone else. And so if if someone does tell you that you are lesser than someone else, that is sin. That is sin that needs to be repented for. Let's go ahead and make that, that clear, Right. Either way, either way, because the scripture tells us to love our neighbor. Not love our neighbor if he looks like this or sounds like that, but to love our neighbor. Okay? Now, that being said, when we love our neighbor, that means that we tell them about sin. That's loving your neighbor. So telling someone about sin is not unloving. 
saying, look, homosexuality is a sin. And if you don't repent of it and turn to Christ, adultery is a sin. If you don't repent of it and turn to Christ, murder is a sin. Hating, hating your brother is murder in the heart. It's a sin, and it needs to be repented of and turned to Christ. That's to not say those things is unloving. All right. Now I, I think I think you're wondering. Okay, where are you going with this? But I'll pull it together. Right now, what we're being told is that the white church, if it doesn't have Hispanics, blacks, Asians, Indians, and then then it is in sin that it is in sin because white people are actively trying to keep out other races. Now, I don't know if these people have ever looked around, but if you look, there are black churches and there are Asian churches and there are churches with different people in them. And then if you look around, you can also see churches who would maybe be considered a white church with Hispanics or, or blacks or 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 um, Asians or whatever, but it, they're not the majority or even half. They may not even be a third or a quarter even. They may be one Asian family in a, in a church that everybody else there is is white. And the people that are around us say, "Well, that's racist. That's racist." But nobody looks at a black church and says, "Hey, look at all those black people." Not a white man in sight. Racist. Racist. Mm-mm-mm. This is racist. And I'm here to tell you, I don't think either are racist, unless you are deliberately trying to keep out people. If you're deliberately trying to keep out people, that's a totally different story. That's not what we're talking about. What I'm talking about is people being told that you are sinning because you are in a certain environment. Because you worship God with people who look like you. It, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it's and it goes beyond worship. It goes to when you look at um, crime statistics. And, and every time there's a white cop who shoots a black guy, the, the media goes off and says, racist. They're judging the motives immediately. Racist. Now that let's be honest, maybe 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 there is, maybe there is a racist cop out there who who will just gun down a black man, cold hardly. I, I don't think that's what you've seen out of any of the normal, uh, uh, or not normal, but any of the the cases that have been brought before us. And there have been a lot. I mean, I mean, there have been a lot because every time it happens, that's what they do. Anytime there's a shooting, anytime if you notice, anytime there's a mass shooting, and if the race matches the narrative, then it blows up everywhere. If it doesn't, then it gets it gets tucked down below, just like this uh, shooting in Memphis that happened just a while back, a couple of days ago. We live in a society that tries to uh, pigeonhole us and pit us against each other. Now, now, this is the wonderful thing about the gospel. We've said this time after time after time on this podcast. I have, I have made this clear. 
The wonderful thing about God is that he did not say these are the exact, you know, he gives, he gives us psalms, and we get to sing psalms, but he doesn't say this is, this is the music you have to sing them to. Or, and he doesn't say, hey, you can't, you know, you can't sing anything else. Actually, it gives us this, this wonderfully gracious to sing psalms, spiritual songs, and hymns. So we we have permission to do that. And, and and the songs that I sing may not be the same songs as another church. And, and I'm not even talking about racist. I, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about um, different song styles, different uh, liturgical styles. And certain people are going to fit into certain groups more than others. The Lutherans, well, maybe they are. Uh, as I say, the Lutherans aren't trying to keep me up because they're 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 um, they're racist. <laughs> the Lutherans are trying to keep me up because I'm Baptist. <laughs> uh, but you know, if you if you're willing to put down your Baptist uh, beliefs and, and and adopt the Lutheran beliefs, they'll they'll take you in. I'm sure. It's so frustrating. It really is. It's so frustrating. To be told all the time. To be told all the time. To be lied to. I mean, I mean, I was there again listening to this podcast and, and the statistics that they were using were either old, um, out of context. I, I mean, if you just state numbers, you can make them say whatever you want. I, I can I can pull up statistics to state say whatever I want. And, and 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 here's another part of it. All right. And and I think this is the griff. Here's the griff right here. The reason they tell you that you're racist and there's nothing you can do about it. There's no repenting of it. And they never look at anybody and say, "Hey, um man, you know, I, I know you're angry about um, slavery. I know you're angry about this. I know you're angry about that. I know you're. Well, let's not this and that. That right? Let's 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 actually say, I know you're angry about slavery. I know you're angry about Jim Crow. I know you're angry about uh, uh, people being shot. I know you're angry about uh, your people living in poverty. And I and I understand that. But did this brother do that to you? No. Then you need to move on from that with him. And 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 things that have been handled, like there is no more black slavery in, in that way. Now, there's more slavery going on in America now than there ever was. There's more slaves in America now than there ever was if you took all the, 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 slave, the, the race-based slavery in America... When it was legal, there are more slaves today in America than all those slaves put together. Now, a big part of that is the country's much larger. And so numerically, I don't know what the percentage is, but numerically, there are more slaves in America today. Forced labor, sex slaves. I, I, I said that to somebody one time, and they're like, oh, oh yeah, sex slaves. Uh, oh yeah? No, 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 no. Yeah. 
That's that's horrific. And it's not just that though. It's it's forced labor. And the, anyways, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, but we have this whole thing going on where then they conflate the two things. One is something you're not sinful because you're black. You're not sinful because you're white. You're not sinful because you're mixed. You're not sinful because you're Asian. You're not sinful for anything to that nature, right? God made you beautifully the way you are. Then you come, but but then you have this group of people who have immoral sexual desires. And that's a lot of things nowadays. But then the people, the, the, the same people are telling you that you're racist because of your skin color and your heritage and, and your, your traditions. And yes, some traditions can be sinful, but, uh, but that, that's besides the point. Those same people would then tell you that it is your fault that homosexuals commit suicide and that it is your fault. And they'll take something that is a choice, a choice to sin. And they'll say, I was born this way. How dare you judge me? I was born this way. How dare you tell me that my lifestyle is a sin? I was born this way. And then you have people like J.D. Greer who say, well, the Bible only whispers about sexual immorality. No, it doesn't. It's not silent on sexual immorality at all or whispers about sexual immorality at all. It's very clear. And if you call those people out, man, that's unloving. Don't you know they'll commit suicide? And they 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 convince you that you're already guilty because of because of just who you were born being, right? And then they take and they conflate the two things. It is very rare that you don't see these two issues tied together. Vody Bauckham talks about it in his book. Um, I think uh, now that I, I know, I know he's talked about it. I can't remember if it was in a sermon or in his book, uh, Fault Lines, or if it was a sermon that I heard. But anyway, Vody Bauckham talks about it that you can't compare his blackness to someone else's gayness, but they do it all the time. They, they, they. They they took the the civil rights era platform and they loaded all their garbage to it and they hijacked it. They hijacked it. And and I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm under the impression that a lot of that was wrong anyway. Martin Luther King uh was not a Christian and he he actually um went against Christians 
who were who were trying to to handle this uh, issue of racism in America in a biblical manner. Now that doesn't mean that everything he did was wrong. It doesn't mean that he's a horrible person that we should all hate now. Um, but at the same time, we need to look at things for the way they are. Just like when we look at guys from the Civil War, we don't need to just demonize all of them. We don't need to demonize if you're on, you know, um, uh, you, you got to look for people in a realistic way. You can't just go demon good, hero, demon. You can't just do that. You've got to look at people for who they, what they did right and what they did wrong. And, and most people in history, once time has gone by, you're able to look at them and go, okay, that, that, that was kind of wrong. Uh, I, you know, I, I look at D.L. Moody. Everybody loves D.L. Moody, but I can see things where he brought in feminism into the church. There were there are places and things that he did to bring feminism into the church, but the bulk of things that he did was great. And so, you know, I don't I don't consider him, you know, this horrible person or 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 Jesus, right? And and, and that's the way we need to start looking at things. You know, you can take what I say. You can say, I disagree with that. Hold it to Scripture. Try to figure it out. Um, and, and you can hear other things that I say. And say, you know, he's spot on about that. I, yeah, that's that's right. So, um, I, I'm, obviously, I, I don't ever want to just give you bad information. I don't ever want to be someone who just, uh, you know, is, is trying to fill your head with, with garbage. But at the same time, I also realize, hey, I'm a, I'm a sinful human being. And I realize that because of my sinfulness, there are areas in which I have blind spots too. And we're all that way. We're all that way. So uh, I've gone 20-some minutes on this. I, I I don't know if that was encouraging or <laughs> discouraging. <laughs> but the truth is, uh, the reason I, I brought that up, um, I was listening to this podcast, and I was just like, Lord, have mercy. Lord have mercy. Stick to the scripture. Preach the word of God. Love everybody who walks in the doors. Give them the gospel. Um, if you're white, black, gay, straight, trans, I mean, name name the segregate, name the dividing line. Name the place in which uh, people want to divide us by. You name it. We all need the same thing, and that's Jesus. And once we have Jesus, we can look in the scripture and we can grow. Um, these guys, the, the guys that I was listening to, were talking about, um, uh, you know, only only preach Jesus. Only pre- don't, don't ever talk about nothing else. Let the world handle everything else. But it's like, doesn't the Bible say something about, you know, us being in the world and making disciples? Teaching? And baptizing the world, so, uh, uh, yeah, the Bible has more than just to say about Jesus. Even though the 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 primary focus is on Christ, um, there there we can look at is, what God had said and did with Israel, and say, hey, you know, here's a principle in which we can follow. And seems like God set up a really good government. Maybe we ought to follow its example. Uh, you know, you're like, oh, 
you can't eat pork then. That ain't what I'm saying. That ain't what I'm saying. Christ changed that when he brought down the, the sheet of unclean animals and said, hey, take and eat. Just the same way I became a Christian because he said, you see these Gentiles? They need they need me. So, um, But, yeah, I, I, I just... Stay strong. Don't don't let these these sinful God haters dictate to you what is right or wrong. That that that's if I have anything to say from this this segment. If I have anything to say in the first thirty minutes of this podcast, it, it is it, it is. Don't let the God-haters, don't let the false teachers, don't let the false prophets dictate to you what is right and wrong. Someone who tells you, yes, Jesus saves, but, eh, nope, no, no, walk away, walk away. And the social justice movement within the church says, yes, Jesus saves. But you've got to ask forgiveness and ask forgiveness and ask forgiveness and ask forgiveness. And they don't forgive. That that's your problem. The Ligonier, Ligonier, Ligon, Ligon Duncan said that. Doctor Duncan. I'm not saying his first name right somehow. Said that. You just keep asking, ask over and over and over again. Until eventually they say yes. That's not what the scripture says. My job's to repent to God, to go to you and say, look, man, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. If there's any way to that I can I can make up for it, I will. Um but after that, I, I'm not responsible to keep asking for forgiveness until they accept it. At that point, the ball's in their court and they can either forgive or not forgive. And God says that forgiveness is on them. Don't let these people convince you that you are unredeemable because Christ's power is greater than that. Even with the sins that you have committed, which you have, so have I, God's grace is sufficient. He will save you if you repent and turn to him and make him your Lord and Savior. Do not, do not let these people dictate to you what's right and wrong. Know your Bible well enough that you can say, I hear what you're saying, but it's garbage. And the gospel teaches forgiveness. So, all that being said, if you have a Bible with you, if you don't, you're just driving down the road, pay mine. But uh, <laughs> if you're uh, ha if you're able to grab your Bible, <coughs> um, excuse me, turn to Matthew seven, Matthew seven. And we're going to be in verse 13 and 14. It says, Enter through the narrow gate, for 
the gate is wide, and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it, for the gate is small, and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. This is what I'm talking about, right? The Everything that we just talked about before, everything that we just discussed, are people trying to broaden the narrow way. These false teachers, they can't stand. They can't stand the idea that Jesus is the only way. That They, they can't stand it. It says, enter through the gate. And you're given an option between two gates. Hold on one second. I won't grab my notebook because I've got notes on this. If I was truly a professional, I'd have all this stuff laid out beforehand. But I am not. Yeah, here we go. So you're given two gates, one wide, one narrow. Two roads, one broad, one narrow. Excuse me. Two gates. One broad, one wide, one small. The roads or the way, there's a broad and there's an arrow. Two lives, one of destruction or one of life. And the, the you're given another comparison where you say, see lots of people, many people go through the broad, the wide, and the destructive route. And very few go through the small gate with the narrow road full of life. We're, we're, we're shown here that there are there are people who, who go their entire lives rejecting Jesus Christ, rejecting the teachings of Jesus Christ. And there are lots of people who who... Say, I love Jesus. You know, I, I, he's, I love Jesus so much. Da, 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 da. But what they've done, if they've created an idol out of something and then named it Jesus, they've created an idol out of love. You know, we say, God is love, but love isn't our God. And so we, we, we cry out, God is love. And we've created this, this God who, who, who through reality is called love, but we call him God. And we, we find a Jesus that matches our Democrat party or our Republican party or our Libertarian party or or whatever, green party. And we say, this is the Jesus, and I love him. What have we done? We've taken outside influences and made them our gods and then named it Jesus. Some of us have made an idol out of our families, our children, our spouse, And because 
the Bible talks good about families. We say, this is God. I named it Jesus. We all love Jesus as long as we get to determine who Jesus is. And that's the bright, the, the, the wide, I'm mixing words up, excuse me. That is the wide road or the broad, the wide gate or the broad road. That's what that is. Muslims, wide gate. Jehovah Witnesses, wide gate. Mormons, wide gate. Jews who've rejected Jesus Christ, wide gate. Atheist, wide gate. Buddhist, wide gate. There's not but one way to go through the narrow gate, and that's why it's narrow. People say, you're narrow-minded. I say, yeah, I am. I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm really narrow-minded. Um, I, have, I have no problem admitting that, right? I'll listen to what you have to say. But my authority comes from the Word of God. That's very narrow. It was written by man. So is everything else you're talking about. Name one thing you're talking about that wasn't written by man. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm using the Scripture as my standard, as my authority. And I will follow it to a T if I can. And I do fail. Don't get me wrong. I fail. Everyone fails. That doesn't automatically kick you into the wide gate, does it? But when you take on a false idol or false God and you name it Jesus or anything else, you're headed down the path of the broad gate. Broad road. (laughs) I keep getting that mess mixed up. The broad road that and walking through a wide gate. And all kinds of people get to go through there. All those people, all those kinfolk you have with the coexist bumper stickers, they walk right through that wide gate. It's inclusive. Sun is the wide gate inclusive. That broad path, so many people get to walk down it. So many people, different walks of life and different different traditions, and they all get to walk down it. But only those who have truly loved Christ, only those who have given themselves are his slaves, go through the narrow gate. There's a passage where it says that uh, these people come to Christ and they say, but Lord, we, we prophesied in your name. We, we declared your word. And he says, depart from me, for I never knew you. People who do not make Christ their Lord and Savior go down the wide gate. They tra- they're traveling down the broad road. Now there is there is good news though, right? There is good news. At at some point in time you will be able to step off of the the broad road 
onto the narrow road. Someone preaches the gospel to you, you hear this, you hear it for the first time, maybe the second or third time, maybe for the hundredth time. But you hear the word of God and it opens up to you. The Holy Spirit works in you. And you say, hey, this is this is the life for me now. You step off of that broad road and onto the narrow road and the rest of your life you walk towards that that small gate. You walk towards that small gate. And and in the in Pilgrim's Progress, if you've ever read that, if you haven't, go ahead and read it. It's a good read. If you have kids, it's a good read to read with your kids. But in Pilgrim's Progress, you know, they show the distractions from the, the narrow path. Come this way. It looks better. Come this way. It's 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 broad, you know, look how much smoother it is. That's something too, right? Uh, uh, that that I'm sitting here looking at the scripture and thinking about. Nobody says that the the narrow road is easier, do they? It's narrow. It's 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 got the small gate. It's it's uh, but it's life. There's life there. There's eternal life. You walk through that narrow gate and you live on forever with Christ. Oh, it gets easier then. For sure. But while you're here on earth, nobody says that the narrow road is easier. In fact, most of the time it's probably not easier. Most of the time it's probably harder. When when I, I heard somebody give the example, he said, you know, I used to be a drug addict and, and an alcoholic and all that kind of stuff. And somebody was like, oh, you chose Christianity. That's the easy way out. And he's like, easy? Easy. Do you know how much easier it'd be to say, you know what? This week has been really rough. I'd love some cocaine. But instead of going to cocaine, he goes to Christ. The world's always out there to tempt you away. The flesh is calling you away. All these things are wanting to, to grab at your attention and drag you onto the broad path. But if you are Christ, he holds you there on the narrow path. You may stumble. You may fall off but he will hold you to the narrow path. And there's life in abundance once you walk through that little gate, that small gate. Once you go through there, that large gate is tempting. That that broad road is tempting. In fact, uh, a comparison might would be it's like taking the interstate versus an old, a one-lane dirt road through the mountains. It's tempting. But if you desire a life with Jesus, if you desire that eternal life and not the, the, the destruction that comes through uh, living your best life now. Choosing what is easier for yourself now. Choosing what everybody else has placed before you. Choosing what the world says 
is acceptable. You know, we 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 in at least my generation have been very blessed in the sense that we've not had to my parents' generation more so even. I'm I'm thinking, you know, we really haven't had to fight for our faith. I grew up in the nineties. A lot of it was just assumed. It was in the culture. And as a less mature Christian, yeah, I mean, I even I didn't even I couldn't even tell the difference in a lot of ways between culture and even some of the sinful things. You know, you're it's just part of the culture, and you accept it as as Christ. In a lot of ways, that was that was even more deviant because um, it tricked a lot of people who thought they were, you know, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I I like this, and I went to that camp, and da 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 da. And I go to this church and. But the world we live in now says, here are the lines. The first step, and, and they did this uh, basically after World War One, up until 80s and 90s. Um, the first step was convincing the church it should shut up. We don't want you in the education system. We don't want you in the hospitals anymore. We don't want you here. We don't want you there. You belong in that building there with the steeple. And they spent about 100 years convincing the church that it belongs in a building with the steeple. And it doesn't belong out in anywhere else. It doesn't belong in society. And if you want to worship, that's fine. No one cares if you worship. But don't bring that worship out into the world. Don't bring that stuff here. Keep that stuff out there. I mean, in there. Don't don't bring it out here. And they done a fair job. I, I honestly, they they did a fair job. And I think that's why a lot of the guys there again, when we we are, when I, some of the guys who I was just talking about. Their mentality is uh, the church is bad. The church is bad. I know we're all a part of the church, but it's bad. And the only thing that will change that, it's bad because of race, and and the only thing that will change that isn't racial issues, but accepting the homosexuals in. Uh, Moeller and 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 there again, uh, Duncan and 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 these guys. Uh, you may or may not recognize these names, but trust me, your your pastor knows who they are. Have admitted that 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 they are soft on these things because they see the culture headed in this direction, and in their minds, if they don't compromise here, if they hold here then their grandchildren will fall away to the homosexuals. That That's what they're afraid of. And But what's funny is you've got guys my age who are standing up and they're, they're saying, hey, you know, 
the guys who we thought were leaders, where are you at? Why aren't you standing against this? They allowed it taught in their seminaries and in their churches. They allowed it taught. And now you're seeing the broad, the difference within the church. You're seeing that divide. God is separating, I think, God is starting to separate some of the tares from the wheat. And you're seeing people who you thought were strong Christians now saying, don't go to church. Don't go to church, but go to Black Lives Matter rallies. Or it's not okay to call sin out. The Bible only whispers about that kind of thing. It's more, it's more important that you accept them for who they are than it is for them to accept Christ and who he is. It's more important that we keep our, our big buildings and our, 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 our ivory towers and our, our education systems, and it's more important that we keep those things than it is that we hold fast to the Word of God. And you're seeing that divide. And like I said, people my age, I'm 37 years old. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, some of the guys who I looked up to and thought were heroes and would stand firm against heresy are the very guys who are giving into it. Because one road is narrow and one road is broad and only a few will go through the narrow gate. Or the, down the narrow road through the small gate. And, and I think we're starting to see that. We're, we're seeing where, where when, when what happens when the gospel truly, truly, uh, interacts with a culture that hates it. I remember I remember hearing stories about how in the old days when Rome was persecuting uh, the Christians and then and then it stopped. The the persecution stopped. In fact, Rome adopts uh Christianity as as its religion and there were guys who never bent the knee. They never gave. And then there were guys who gave, and they compromised. And there was a big controversy at that time to, what do we do with these guys? How do we trust them? Are they Christian? Or are they not? I hope we learned something from that. I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't. I haven't. I was just sitting here thinking, I hope that we we as a broader society have learned something from that. Maybe I need to study it better because in my mind I'm going, what does that mean for the guys who are bending the knee now? Who look like they may be trying to lead the church down the broad path and away from the narrow one? Who do I, who do I who, you know, uh, 
do I do I accept them as brothers who are misguided, or do we say they're heretics and that they should be uh, no longer accepted as Christian teachers? I don't know. That, that's something to ponder on and think about. As as for me and my household, as for me and my church, we will serve God. We will serve God. I, I pray that the rest of you, uh, anyone who hears this podcast, will do the same. No matter... No matter how much honey drips from their lips, no matter how eloquent they sound, no matter how uh, authoritative they come across, if what they say is not lined up, and don't 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 make the case it is. And they'll take Bible verses out of context. And they'll, they'll, this is why it's important to know the Word of God so that false teachers don't wrap you up. That's why we have this podcast is to help what the handful of y'all that listen, you know, uh, y'all who listen, that, that, that hopefully, um, you're not just listening to me, I hope. <laughs> I hope you're listening to others, but that we are just an added voice in, in this fight to say that, uh, Follow the narrow path. Follow the narrow path. D don't stray from it. Stay focused on Jesus. Use the word of God so that you can tell if if the the if there are signs that are misleading you off of the the narrow path. the The Bible is the map that says, "Nope, this is the narrow path. You stay on it. It's the GPS." And it's going to keep you on the narrow path. As long as you're obedient, it will keep you on the narrow path. Christ uses it to, so that you know what's a real left you know, uh, uh, turn or what is a, uh, a false left turn, so to speak. You know, something, something that will actually uh, lead you to that broad road. Now, there again, if, if you are Christ... You'll finish. The finish line will be at the gate. The finish line will be at the gate if you are Christ. Uh, so so I don't don't take this as some kind of loss of salvation stuff. But I, you know, there there are good Christians who sin and stray away. And sometimes it's for an hour. Sometimes it's for a week or maybe even years. But if you're His, He'll hold you to that path. He'll bring you back. Keep, keep, don't, don't fear. If there's one thing that we've, we've pushed on this podcast, it's do not fear. Do not fear. For God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but one of power. There again, the power's not ours. It's his. 
we get to tap into his power. Love. It's not our natural love for one another. It's his love for us in the church. It's his love for the the lost souls in the world to see them know him. Power, love, and sound judgment. You read the the word of God. Read the word of God. Stay informed by it. Compare everything. Well, that's political. You, you, you don't know to compare what Joe Biden said to what it says in the Bible. That's politics. Why are you bringing politics into the church? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Politics have stepped into the realm of the spiritual. They're, they're, the politics are trying to tell you what's right and wrong morally. Whose job is that? Not, it's not up to the government to inform the church. It's for the church to inform the government. Just like the church doesn't come down with a sword on the government. But take what everything going on. Your preacher? Now, now there again. Don't don't be one of these people who just want to argue with the preacher. Now you said is, and it should have been R, you know. But you said is, and that changed. Okay, I misspoke. My bus, that gone. You know, you got people like that. You misspelled this word. People aren't going to heaven because you misspelled this word. <laughs> um, you know, don't don't be one of those people. But if your pastor is 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 has said something that, that genuinely concerns you about all this stuff. Talk to him. Talk to him. Hopefully he's somebody you can talk to. Hopefully your pastor smells like the sheep, right? Good shepherd. Under shepherd, but shepherd. Good sheep dog. Good sheep dog. Sometimes he stinks maybe even worse. <laughs> let, let, let him talk to him. Where, 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 you know, did I misunderstand this? Or or even even be gracious and hear him out a little bit further. See if he says anything else. He may have said something. And, and because your mind is in that area, you know, you're taking it away that he didn't mean it. Pastors, I know this is hard, but if your congregation comes up to you and they say, hey, man, you said this, and it sounds kind of like you're saying that, uh, you know, whatever. Something something wrong. You know, weigh it out. Okay, I don't I don't feel that way. Or maybe you do feel that way. And there needs to be a discussion. And there needs to be a a, a larger meeting. Or maybe you don't feel that way, but it got taken out of context. Or it got um, you know, don't fuss at the people for taking it out of context necessarily unless they're it, this is so, this is so, I'm sorry. I'm getting down this, this path to where, you know, you got people who will intentionally take things out of context too. And so don't, there again, don't be that person. But as the pastor, try to be respectful and, and listen to as much of that as you can. They're, they're, if the people are there to love you and help you, pay them mind. If the people are out there to tear you down, rely on the rest of your church. But, uh, Rely on Christ first of all and foremost.
Anyways, I'm dragging long, and I apologize. Uh, let's see here. If you want to contact me, you got something to say? You say, uh, uh, Sasquatch, I hate everything you said. You can contact me on Facebook and tell me that. Uh, if you think that uh, I am too hairy, let me know. You can let me uh, contact us on the, the website at BigfootRevival.com. It's Bigfoot Revival everything. We're on Instagram. We're on uh, Facebook. We're on uh, the World Wide Web. We're out there. So look us up. Contact us. Let us know what you think. Until next time. Should I say until next time? I don't know. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. We out.